Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. And blessings and welcome to this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I am a minister, spiritual life coach, health and nutrition awareness coach, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves mind, body, and spirit. And welcome again to season three of the How Now podcast. If this is your first time listening in, welcome to the How Now family. And please be sure to go to my website, www.hownowpodcast.com. Pick your favorite podcast platform and be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. And you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and it will take you to this week's banner for this week's show. And it will take you to the YouTube, to the How Now YouTube channel where you can like, follow, subscribe, and share there as well. And make sure that you hit that notification bell that you know when things are happening in the now. And again, that's www.hownowpodcast.com. Let's get into tonight's show, which is entitled Journey Back to Joy and Bliss. Okay, and we know that, you know, we were all born, we came through our mother's womb, we entered into this world of uncertainty. You know, we experienced some form of joy and bliss along the way. Some of us may not have experienced it fully yet, even in our adult lives. And some of us are still seeking to find it. So it's a journey back because it's something I believe that starts within. And to help me talk about this tonight is my beautiful guest. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have her to introduce herself at this time. (laughs) Peace, peace, peace. Um, My name is Tia Keneal. Keneal is not my last name. It's actually my middle name. Um, I am currently located in Harmony, North Carolina, um, on ancestral land and also land that was once um, taken care of by the Catawba and Tutelo tribes of indigenous people. Um, I am a creative. I am a yogi and yoga instructor. My passion is to share um, practices, I would say practices with people, um, specifically um, Black people, well, not just Black people, but mostly Black people, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) that help, help us get back to our natural state of being, which is joy, bliss, um enlightenment liberation and so the things that I do are informed by that particular passion and purpose I've been a yoga instructor for hmm, it's about to be seven years now um I have been a creative my whole life that entails drawing painting um upcycling things like um old train cases and hat boxes and things like that. I love dressing. Um, I love styling. The way that I approach dressing is very much a spiritual practice. I also make jewelry. 
Um, what else? I do a lot of different things. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. You have such a wonderfully soothing voice. I'm just sitting there like, yes, I just love that. I love that about you. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so glad you're here to talk about this topic. Um, you know, I've had an opportunity to have a yoga session or two with you. And so I'm excited that you're here and, you know, just to, to talk about that journey back to bliss. I think it's wonderful that like you said that you live on ancestral land. And that's mm -hmm. something that is beautiful because not many people uh, you know, get to experience that or to have that be a part of their existence, to be able to be on land, ancestral land. And so I'm sure that it's powerful. I'm sure that the energy there must be out of this world. It must be out of this world. Cool. All right. But, you know, what, we, what we'll do is we'll start with, you know, talking about some things that were going on, uh, you know, with, with your practice and things like that prior to the pandemic. You know, because that seems to be where we had to make a hard stop. And a lot of people have had to make some pivots and some changes and have, have uh, you know, had to, uh, you know, try to find their way back to some type of joy and bliss in the midst of everything that was going on. So what was happening prior uh, in, in your, you know, it could be in your personal experience or, or with your um, yoga classes and things like that. Um, so... Right before 2020, um, I, that was fall 2019, mm -hmm. um, my divorce was final, was finalized that September. Um, that was the official ending of a 20-year long mm -hmm. <laughs> partnership. Um, and so I had been with my ex-husband for my entire adult life. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, and I was doing a lot of hustling and grinding, like teaching 20 plus classes, 20 plus yoga classes a week um, to try to make ends meet, um, barely making mm. ends meet, honestly. Um, I was always exhausted mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, definitely not in a real, um, physical practice mm -hmm. at that point anymore, just because I just didn't have the bandwidth, honestly, to, to be, um, engaged in my own practice in that way. And I was also coming out of, um, a bit of a depression, um, because of the transition of like divorce and, and, you know, the whole, the devastation of like, um, realizing that you have to revision your whole life. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was a lot. And then on top of that, um, at that time, the person that I used to be married to wasn't the kindest person to me. Um, and so it led to a number of things. Um, so I was already feeling like, yeah, I want a softer life for myself. I don't want to be in this hustle and grind. How do I begin to transition to more virtual classes? Because I was teaching 
that many in-person classes like 20 plus in-person classes and um yoga sessions in a week um and not getting paid what I felt I was worth and so um I think I needed a new engine for my car Mm -hmm. uh and I had to like hustle 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 at the end of the year to like get that done um and you know figure that out and then I made a decision that I was really gonna work hard to establish my financial independence from my ex-husband and so going into 2020 and I don't know if you know this about me Kim but um I started an OnlyFans account and so for people who are not familiar with OnlyFans it's a platform where you can have a subscription-based uh, service or whatever. Uh-huh. And a lot of people use it for porn. A lot of people use it for like fitness classes and cooking classes and stuff like that. Essentially, I was using it for porn, mostly like solo things and like nude yoga or like um, showing videos or pictures of myself just mm-hmm. doing everyday things naked. Mm-hmm. and. The reason I did that was because it was a very, it was a safe container for me, Mm -hmm. um, a way for me to explore my, my own pleasure and sexuality Mm -hmm. um, and have complete control over the content that Mm -hmm. I released. And it, it was a very easy way for me to make money. Um, And so I did that Mm -hmm. and then right after starting that the pandemic hit and I was suddenly you know forced to shift to or pivot to just teaching virtually which was okay for me because I had wanted to do that anyway Mm -hmm. and I was grateful for um I was grateful that I had been planning it and I already had like the equipment I had my mic I had like lighting, all of those things, um, which is interesting. I, I would like to say this, in so many ways, our present self is preparing our future, like preparing for our future self yeah. and like laying that groundwork, um, which is another interesting thing because the mantra that I had been working with at that time was the groundwork has already been laid. And so when I came into even creating content for OnlyFans and teaching yoga virtually, I was already prepared. I already had been acquiring the things that I needed to make that shift. And so um, I'm grateful for (laughs) intuition and like downloads from God, creator, universe, whatever you call it, right? And that um, also ancestral guidance in that way. And so that shift was a very, was actually a really easy one for me. Um, And it was, it allowed me to create a life that was super different from Mm. what I had experienced before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, there was a lot of struggle and you got to like, scrap and scrape to try to survive and um I was running all over the place teaching different places 
saying yes to every opportunity, even if it didn't feel in alignment. Um, I was not settled or balanced. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just a different, living a different life, like yeah. moving through the world in a different way, honestly. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you make a valid point there because what happened was I think a lot of us were on autopilot prior to the pandemic, you know, you're, you're going through the motions, you know, and, and, you know, I think the pandemic gave us all a hard stop because now you had to stop whether you wanted to or not. You know, we, we can do things to distract ourselves, to keep us from having to deal with the things that are right in front of us. Right. You know? And then now all of a sudden it's like, okay, now you got to sit with yourself. Now you can't go anywhere. You want to go, but you can't. You want to go outside, but you can't. You can go outside and maybe walk around, but you can't go anywhere. You, you're now having to face yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's some people's biggest fear is, be, is, is facing themselves and being honest with themselves and their situation, you know. But it's beautiful that you say, you know, I, it, it, now I have to look at my life. I have to see where I am. I have to put out there that, that, you know, something needs to be done different. You had a goal, like you said, to, you know, to, you know, be independent financially from your um, ex-husband and, you know, and then you even put that mantra out there. The groundwork has already been laid. So I love that the manifestation had to come based on your belief in that, you know, that these are, these are the things that, that are happening and now they just have to manifest. So like you said, you got to the pandemic, you know, and, and there was that hard stop and then here comes the pivot. And so wow. talk a little bit about that. Um, so let me think, I was still teaching um, for, let's see, the wreck in two studios Mm -hmm. but they had their setup where like we were doing it virtually so um well actually let me take that back okay yes yes I was so for two of them I was showing up like I was going to the studio and they had their laptop and stuff set up and then I would come in and you know cue everything and and teach my classes for them that way and the same with the rec and then Mm -hmm. there was another studio where um we were able to teach from our house the yoga instructor so I taught from my house for that um which I had already been set up to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like I already had the tapestry on the wall the space had already been made and everything so it was perfect um the pivot for me felt very much aligned Mm -hmm. with um the ease that I wanted to feel in terms of um earning a living um so it it was really smooth and I loved not having to um spend a lot of money on gas and um travel from gig to gig and then I had a corporate also had a corporate client who I still have um and we've been virtual ever since even after things open back up 
I've just been virtual with them the whole time, which has been lovely. So um, now like, and it's easier, I think for them because now their employees in their different locations can just log in with me or if they can't do it live, then I always like email the link for the recording so they have access to that. Um, Yeah, like I very happily (laughs) um, transitioned into teaching virtually. I was teaching kids yoga virtually. Um, I sit on the board of an organization called The Sanctuary in the City. We put together regular weekly programming. Um, and so I also taught through for that. Like it was just so easy for me. Um, and I know that that pivot wasn't easy for everybody. Um, and I acknowledge that um, for me, it was exactly what I needed. It helped me slow down. Um, it helped me be more intentional about like creating a beautiful living space. Yeah. Like, cause I live with my mom, but I have like my own section of the house, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I have my bedroom. Um, and so like, just like, oh, I'm going to order this, this headboard, or I'm going to order this comforter and this duvet cover and blah, blah, blah. And so i made my space, my, my bedroom, very comfortable. Um, what other shifts that I make? I mean, I definitely became more intentional about, um, maintaining and cultivating community. So I had actually started, I called it church and it was, I spelled it C-H-R-C-H and it was basically like a virtual gathering, I think on Sunday evenings, if Mm -hmm. I remember correctly. Um, And I like, I just invited people to come um, and join me on Zoom and like people who follow me on Instagram came um, and some of them like I'm still in contact with now Mm -hmm. people that I already knew in real life we became even more connected like more deeply connected through church and we just like we just talked and laughed and like you know vented about things Mm -hmm. um, and it was (laughs) really beautiful Um, and so I think that for me um the pivot was in approaching everything with more intention and being more deliberate um, in how I wanted to be in my practices and how I wanted to do my work. Right, right. Well, I think that's beautiful. You know, and and it seems like it starts uh, with with safe spaces and and Mm -hmm. spaces where, where, you know, you can you can make them your own. Like you said, there, there has to be some level of comfort. And so, you know, in, in, in talking about that and, and talking about safe spaces and, and talking about how, how to, to uh, you know, create that, that sense of, of peace or that, that sense of, of, of making that, that positive transition, right? We talk about bliss. We talk about joy, okay? And so when, when we talk about those things, 
you know, like you said, you have to have a space in which to do that because if, if the space that you're in is chaotic or it feels chaotic or it feels strained, it's very hard to, to get to that space of, of feeling safe enough to experience that joy and that bliss. So let's talk about that joy and bliss and, and kind of what they mean, you know, a, a, you know, in reference to our lives. And I have a huge question. That's a lot. It's a lot, but we'll 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 peel back a layer or two. <laughs> Where, well, I mean, first let's start. Let's start with space, right? Um, I've worked with people um, who are like looking for ways to either deepen their connection with their joy and bliss, or like cultivate a connection right create some sort of sustainable practice um that helps them uh stay in connection with their joy um and one of the first things I encourage people to do is to create space and <sighs> the importance of creating space and not just like a physical space, but also like energetic spaces mm -hmm. that we need to be in a space where we feel supported. And this is where like, this is, I think about this often because I'm always like encouraging people in their, in their physical yoga practice yeah. to grab whatever things they need to so that they feel comfort and support as they're practicing mm -hmm. and so that could be yoga blocks that could be a folded blanket that you can place under your knees that could be a bolster a cushion or whatever right um and so the thing is when we have these different supports in place it allows us to like relax mm -hmm. and so think about that <clears throat> first think about it from a physical standpoint if you're in, you know, a yoga practice and you're seated with your legs crossed, right, and you place blocks underneath your knee, so a block under each knee. So now your knees are supported and you're able to be in that position with more ease and less effort because you're supported, your body is supported. Maybe there's something behind you, you can lean back. Like even just being able to lean back right. allows you to like soften and let down your guard and find more comfort. And so like energetically, um, we also need that. And one of the things that I had, I guess, I don't know, taught or shared um with people is the importance of having like a morning ritual mm -hmm. um and be very like the the use of the word ritual versus routine is very very important mm -hmm. right a routine is something that we do and we don't really think about it we just go through the motions a ritual is done with a lot more um awareness and like uh presence you feel me like being very present and in that moment um, and paying attention right. to what you're doing. Um, it's a very, a ritual is way more sacred than a, than a routine. Yeah. So a morning ritual, having one is a way to create energetic space for your bliss and joy. Um, when you are very intentionally like creating 
physical spaces for whatever your practices are, that's a way that you're creating a space for your bliss and joy. Um, Both of those spaces, both, both physical and energetic are ways to support your being. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Those are the supports that you need so that you can relax and actually experience it because you can't really experience bliss and joy if you're like closed and like feeling constricted or um, not able to flow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and you can't feel loose like you need to feel if you don't feel supported. So um, yeah, like, so th- that's where you start, right? With like creating the the physical and energetic space. Um, and if we're talking about embodiment um, of bliss and joy, there has to be breath work involved in that. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, oh, like I'm doing alternate nasal nostril breathing, right. Right. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's very centering and grounding. I highly recommend it. Um, What feels more accessible to people is simply taking deep breaths, though. And so if you take in a deep inhale through your nose and then sigh it out of your mouth, then you are creating space in your body Mm -hmm. for more bliss, more joy to come in. Um, And so... And of course, we could go deeper and talk about like chakra energy work and all of that stuff, right? But like, essentially, our our practice, like everything that we do is a practice, to be clear, whether we're conscious of it or not, mm-hmm. we're all in a practice of reconnecting with our bliss and joy because it's our natural state of being. So every decision we make is actually a decision that hopefully will bring us closer to our bliss and joy, whether we are conscious of it or not. That's where we're all moving towards. Everything we do is we're looking for the feel good. Right. 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 And on, it sounds surface level, but it's not. (laughs) Right. You're right. It's not surface level at all. It's very deep innately we are moving towards joy all the time, whether we realize it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, We are doing things that will make us money because then if we have money, then we can have access to this resource or that resource. And then we'll be able to feel more joy, right? We'll feel like we can move with more ease. We exercise or we eat a certain way or we do whatever because we're trying to find the feel good in it. Right. And the feel good is is bliss, joy, essentially liberation like you. That's what it is. And so I think that the way to um, be more deeply connected with bliss and joy is to have a very deliberate practice that that helps you stay connected with that. yeah and it's funny because in this currently (laughs) at this time I'm having to be even more deliberate Mm -hmm. in my practice because I'm navigating heartbreak I just experienced a heart a breakup 
um, and it's feeling, it's been feeling very hard. Mm. I've been feeling a lot of sadness and grief around it. Um, and uh, I have, I have been very, very deliberate in connecting with my joy. Like, yes, honoring the sadness, the grief, the very big in intense emotions that come with, you know, these types of transitions. And, and also like still allowing myself to feel the love that I feel for this person. Mm -hmm. Like, cause it doesn't just go away overnight. Right. It's still yeah. there. Um, so I'm acknowledging all of that and also saying, okay, like, yes, I'm feeling these things and I'm in my feelings. And also I know that joy is right here, right? It's, it's like right here. I just have to give me a little piece. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Get, pick off a little piece and say, okay, like I'm laughing. It's feeling good. Oh, I'm sad again. Oh, but, oh. Now I'm, I have I'm I'm connected with my joy again. Like I'm yeah. I'm touching it right, mm -hmm. um, and so that's looking like resting <laughs> and taking naps. That's looking like being in community um, yeah. with people, with loved ones, um, people who care for me. Um, that's eating really delicious foods. Um, that's being in the sun, that means going to my art studio and just sitting. And maybe I don't do shit in there. Like, right. I, there have been days where I just be in there mm -hmm. and like one of my colleagues will, you know, stop by like, what you doing? What you working on? Nothing. That's it. <laughs> I'm just in here sitting. I'm looking around. I might take a nap in my little cozy corner. Right. Um I might walk around and talk to the other artists in there and I may doodle a little bit or just sit in there and watch, you know, living single reruns or mm -hmm. one order SVU, like whatever. Um, and I'm snacking and I'm like, you know, just organizing. It's in whatever. a space that you've created. It's in a space that I've created. Yes. And, and so that takes you back to the importance of creating space. <laughs> yes, yes. I love it. I love it. Because what you're saying is, so. I mean, the, I, I hope that people are getting all of these wonderful nuggets because when we talk about that journey to, to joy and bliss, it's a journey. It's not a sprint. It's not a destination. It's a journey. Yeah. It's something that you're going to go through. It's going to ebb and flow is what is what I'm hearing when, when, when I'm listening to you speak about that. It's something that ebbs and flows. It, it's not that you're always going to be in that constant state of joy or that constant state of bliss, but you know where it is. Mm -hmm. And you can go over there and grab a little piece of it if you need it, you know, mm -hmm. as you're going through. And, and the importance of being able to experience your emotions because in that freedom, it, you can get back to that joy and bliss. Because if you don't do that, it consumes you. And then you're stuck in that vacuum of, of feeling, of being in your feelings and not knowing how to get out of them. Mm -hmm. But to be able to say, okay, yes, I, you know, I'm feeling sad. Okay, and now, now I'm feeling happy. And no, I'm no longer with that person, but I, you know, and, and I, I can express the love that I felt for them, but then I can also express the sadness that I felt because of you know, the situation and how it is. But it's being able to have the freedom to feel 
those emotions and to let them flow through you so that you can get to that other side to where that bliss and that joy is. So I think yeah. it's so important that, that you mention that. And I love your transparency in speaking about this because it's not something that's finite. You know, you, you that joy and that bliss comes, it ebbs and flows because of, of life and the environment yeah. that we're in and, and the, the people who we interact with, you know? So there's always going to be that journey to get there. But, but like you said, having that space to be able to go, that, that space that is not chaotic. I always ask people, what is your place of solace? Where is some place that you can go to free your mind and to think and, and to breathe and to meditate where, where there are not all of these distractions and things that are constantly going on around you where you can just, like you said, take that deep breath and go, okay, this is, this is my sanctuary. This is my space where I can go back when I need to go back. So I love that that you speak to that. It's important that that we understand it's not something that, you know, we're going to just finally get there and say, okay, well, I'm here enjoying bliss. I'm just going to sit here and be here forever. You're not. You're not. Because, I mean, we have our life experiences and then we have, like, the the inner narratives, the stories that we attach to those experiences. And so, you know, the, the practice of yoga teaches us that in so many ways we create and perpetuate our own suffering. Yeah. Um, the, the great thing is that um, when you have a, a sustainable practice in place, though, it gives you the tools that you need that you can use to um, connect with your joy. And even if you don't like feel fully connected there you can feel better <laughs> you can feel closer to it because there are times when I'm like I'm not feeling joy I'm doing I'm doing the work and I'm just not feeling it in this moment but I do feel better than I did mm -hmm. right I do feel closer to my feel good which is <clears throat> which is really important to acknowledge right um it reminds me of this quote from the Bhagavad Gita, which is, if you aren't familiar with the Bhagavad Gita, it's like ancient yogic text mm -hmm. where uh, this man in, essentially finds himself in this epic conversation with God. Mm -hmm. um, and God is like outlining the practice of yoga and all of this stuff. And so one of the things, um, one of my favorite quotes from that book is, um, no effort is is ever wasted no gain can be reversed mm. even us even a little bit of this practice can rescue you from great sorrow so it's like whatever effort you're putting forth it's it's all good work right the the work that you're doing is good work and there's nothing like it's not wasted it may feel like it sometimes but it's not it's all like building, right? And getting you closer. And then whatever gains you make, they can't be reversed. We'll we'll feel like we're moving backwards, but we aren't. Right. Right. And so, um, and you know, just a bit of this practice can like save you from great sorrow. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. like I find a lot of solace, like I find a lot of um comfort in that particular quote. And um, yeah, I think that it is important for us to think about bliss mm -hmm. 
as not a destination. Um, I think that, um, like you said, it's important to see it as a journey. It's a practice. Yeah. Um, and it is accessible to us just as deeply as we feel, you know, pain, uh, sadness, grief, anger, like anxiety. We feel those things so deeply. That means that on the flip side, we can feel bliss, joy, peace, comfort, love, just as deeply, right? Um, and so, um, I think it's I think that that's an important sentiment to keep at the forefront of our minds. Like, um, and I'm reminded of this from my by my therapist um, and by a couple of my friends, where I'm like you know, today was a really hard day for me. I was feeling very sad. I woke up this morning, I was sobbing. I wanted to shave my head, you know, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and all this stuff, like expressing my, my um, sadness, which isn't perpetual. Like it's not consistent. Right. Um, but still like expressing that in my friends, thankfully our friends who can articulate how thankful they are that I can feel so deeply in the first place and um reminding me that that means that I can also feel the pleasant things just as deeply right um so yeah so many uh, <laughs> So many things, right? So many layers and like right, right. Yeah. But like you said, it's just beautiful because because in in being able to tap into your emotions deeply like that, you know, it you know, th there's expression in that. There's there's self-expression in that, you know. What do I do with this feeling? What do mm -hmm. I, you know, how how does it manifest itself? You know, and, and is it manifesting itself in a healthy way? You know, you mentioned therapists because sometimes some of us may need that because we 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 may acknowledge it, but we don't know how to address it, or we don't know how to to you know be in that you know figure out how to get on the other side of that. We know there's another side, but we're not certain how to get there because we don't know everything. You know, Ooh. but it, but it's being able. You know, I, I think acknowledgement is a huge part. Of, of being able to get to a space of healing because once you acknowledge it, then then you can start to say, okay, you can decide whether it's something that you can handle on your own or something that you need help with, mm -hmm. you know? Because that's the thing that sometimes you don't want to do. Sometimes you don't like to ask for help. We're like, eh, no, I can do this myself. I'm independent. I'm independent. And, and, and we can't do everything. It's like, we can't be everything to everybody. Sometimes we can't be everything to ourselves. We need that assistance. We need somebody to walk with us. We need to be able to acknowledge that. No, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm in a space that I'm not comfortable being in. I don't want to be here and I need help getting out of there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those kinds of things are, are important. But, I, but I, I also like that, you know, in, in creating our space, we're also, you know, giving ourselves room to, to express ourselves in different ways, whether it be through art, like you said, or whether it be through through dressing, or whether it be through, 
you know, painting anything, yoga, anything. It's finding that thing that that you know makes you happy, or it's, mm-hmm. you know, or like I said, that brings you joy. Some people like to journal, write. Some people like to to paint. Some people like to just. Some people like to just sleep. <laughs> what do you do? I sleep good. Okay, there, there's there is beauty in that. If that's what you do, your body needs it. Your body yeah. is telling you what it needs in order to create that that balance for us, or or to create that harmony. I, I said balance, but that's a word that I use rarely. I like that word harmony. How mm-hmm. do I harmonize? How do I create this this you know consistency in different areas of my life? You know that creates that harmony, that that beautiful music that I hear inside, you know, how do I create that? So yeah. I think they're important. So, you know, it's just a matter of of getting to that space, getting to that, that um, you know, well, getting on that path, put it that way, because it's the path that we have to get on. You know, some of us have lost our way and and we're just like, okay, I need to, I need to be somewhere. I need to, to you know, he said, create that space. So I guess that's the biggest thing: creating that space first, and then learning how to navigate in that space, and to enjoy it, and to go to it when you need to. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I just I think it's wonderful. I I, I um have had the pleasure of of you know following you on on Instagram and things like that, and 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 seeing the beautiful spaces that you've created for yourself and and it's it's inspiring it is inspiring you know i have this space that i'm in that i feel comfortable in i love my little young lady back here that's my that's my girl back there <laughs> yeah, you know is. i you know i have some <clears throat> things over here that i've created and so you know it's it's really about going within because that's where it starts that's where it is it's not something you know unfortunately joy and bliss is not something that we can go to the store and buy right. you know what i'm saying because i'm gonna have that is it on sale this week is it black friday can i go and get that but it's not anything that we can go get it's something that we really have to reach within to find. so for people who are are having a little bit of difficulty in there what would you what would you say to them you know what what's a good way or what's something that they can do to start tapping in Hmm. um the first thought that came to mind is um journaling and i know there are people that's out here that be like ah I don't like to journal, you know, this and a third. Um, and I understand that. Um, I guess what I'm talking about um, really is more so like, allow yourself to sit and like, um, write down, like be in a, how I'm looking for the words so there's a woman her name is Julia Cameron she's amazing for decades now Mm -hmm. she has been reading artists writers and creatives for filth okay she wrote the book the artist way and she has a method um um, that she teaches essentially Uh that helps 
creatives stay like in connection with their creativity. Mm -hmm. And I'm a person who believes that when people are um, connected with their creativity, they, they naturally feel more joyful. And so one of the things she talks about, one of the tools is morning pages mm. where you wake up in the morning and you just write three pages of continuous, a continuous stream of consciousness. So essentially you're writing whatever comes to mind. Mm. It doesn't matter if it makes sense. Your sentences ain't got to be complete. It doesn't even have to be legible because it's not something that you're going to go back and read. It's really like a mind dump. Yeah. Um, and this also speaks to creating space. Mm -hmm. So all of the things that you're thinking when you first wake up, dreams, your to-do list, right. your self-talk, whether it's negative or positive, like whatever is coming to mind, you write that down. And if you can't think of anything, like nothing is coming, she's like, just say, just write over and over. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. Right. I don't to write right. until something else comes and you do that like you just write three pages nonstop. um and so that's one tool I would also say like lean into creativity and you don't have to be able to draw or like craft or anything it could be as simple as coloring books yeah. <laughs> yes you go back you go back I believe in that I like, firmly in that. Reconnect with your inner child, yo. Like, and so um find find ways or make space where you can really play. And I'm saying this like it's a very simple thing, but it's not. It's something that you have to be very deliberate in mm -hmm. in terms of like setting that up for yourself. But there are things that we all enjoy doing. Um, a lot of times in solitude, yeah. um, that I don't know, cause we judge ourselves for a lot of the things that we find amusing for some reason. Um, but like that could be coloring, that could be reading trashy romance novels. That yeah. could be like what we know things that bring us joy. That's, that's yeah. the part. Yes. We need, We'll tell ourselves this story about how inaccessible joy is. It's so, oh, I just can't. And it's like, yes, you can. That's you, right. know, you know what the fuck make you feel good. That's right. Like, That's right. And so give your space, yourself space to do those things. Yes. When yes. It, we be making shit real difficult and it ain't got to be that. It doesn't. <laughs> Because we'll judge ourselves for for these things that bring us joy, but it's like, right, right. do it if right. it's five minutes. Like I don't know what what those things could be, but like whatever it is, yeah. like that's how accessible joy really is to us. And again, it's not about oh, I want to, I'm gonna be in this continuous, constant, joyful state. Right, that is not realistic it just it just isn't yeah. the thing is though you know the things that bring you joy that bring you joy yes and I love that you say that childlike part because it is that that you know there are things that we can think about in our childhood that that brought us joy as kids you know if, if it's jumping rope you go get a jump rope you know you can't even jump that high anymore hula hooping 
Right. You start laughing about things like that. You know, I I, I was uh, down for a month. Like I said, I had I had a surgery and mm. was down for a month. How about I went to Hobby Lobby and got a latch hook rug and made a latch hook rug for my grandbaby. But I sat there and, and took the little latch hook because that was something I used to love to do. I used yes. to love to make little rugs and little crazy things like that. And I went to the store and I bought one. Now, I was like, what in the world? I'm 50. Two years old, I'm sitting there buying a lecture. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I bought it and it brought me joy because I, when I didn't have anything, or I was sitting there and I didn't feel like reading or I didn't feel like being an adult. I felt like being a kid. Yeah. I that out and I did it and it was wonderful. Or even like, you know how you can go to Hobby Lobby or Michaels or somewhere and they have like those um, science kits for yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where you can like experiment and just yeah. like do shit, like yeah. stuff like that. Like, why not? Why are we holding ourselves to this very like stiff and um, restrictive idea of what it means to be an adult? Like that is so stupid to me. Like it's, I it's really mm-hmm. stupid. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, like there are so many. One of the things that I like to tell people is, okay, bet you you don't think you can connect with your joy. Skip. Right. Can you skip with a straight face? Right. If skipping, if it's if skipping is accessible to you and it's something that you can do with your body, you're telling me that right. you can't skip for a few seconds and and not feel any kind of joy like right. not laugh right. at all right this is thought of it makes me laugh yeah like who who's gonna be skipping around with a straight face right so it's like again we I think that part of it part of it is that we have to shift our ideas around joy and how accessible it is to us stop telling ourselves that it's not accessible because it is like Yes, you're feeling anxious and you're feeling sad and you're feeling all of those things. And also joy is very accessible to you. Even in the most minute, smallest doses, it's still accessible to you. And you have to be in a very deliberate practice, consistent practice of connecting with your joy and, and staying connected with it in order to grow and, you know, uh, prolong those moments of joyfulness. Um, so I would say shift your idea around, um, the accessibility of joy first and foremost, recognize it as a thing. It's your true nature. So it's innate to you. That's right. That's right. And like you said, develop those rituals over routines. Yeah. Where they become more meaningful. Like you said, you're, you're more aware, you're more present. And so. Yeah, you know, those are those are wonderful ways to start on that journey. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing right now. Things that I'm doing right now to, um, be in connection with joy. Like specifically, I know I named some general things before. Specifically, what I'm doing right now is, I am creating art for the sake of creating it. Mm-hmm. I'm not striving per- for any kind of perfection. Um, I, one of the, I don't even like to call my things guilty pleasures, a pleasure that I've, that I have, that I have had since I was a kid, Pillsbury dough, a, a, a stick of Pillsbury dough, chocolate uh-huh. chip cookies, uh-huh. cookie dough, uh-huh. 
that is my shit. I love those cookies. <laughs> they are so good. I know they probably so bad. <laughs> like it's so much that's in it that's probably so bad for me. <laughs> but right now, yeah. Those cookies, I always add walnuts or pecans to mine. Mm. They have been giving me so much joy. Mm. Like, <laughs> really, like, for real, for real. Right. Um, what else? Um, what else is giving me joy? Specifically, I had um, a little, like, I don't even know what to call it. Basically, I went to my friend's house last week one day. This was after I was like, I'm going to shave my head. I woke up sobbing and I'm going to shave all my hair off. And to be clear, this is the longest my hair has been in years. I've been letting it right. grow. Right. Um, this year will make two years that I've been letting my hair grow. But I was like, I'm about to shave it all off. <laughs> um, but I went to one of my friend's house and our mutual friend came over. She has this moisturizer that she makes and sells. It's really great for the skin, but it's also great for your hair. Oh, she okay. gave us hot oil treatments, yo. Oh, nice. And so we were in my friend, our friend's bedroom, like, you know, sitting under the dryer, letting the steam do its thing and stuff. And then she was like, okay, it's your turn to, to get, you know, to get a shampoo tea, blah, blah, blah. And we were just talking, drinking tea, laughing. It was like first thing in the morning, basically. And so that that felt really good that mm. helped me connect with my joy mm. um teaching yoga has been helping me connect with my joy mm. honestly um showing up and teaching my in-person classes has been great um and daydreaming about the possibilities oh, right yeah. now yeah. is doing it for me like oh like I'm untethered, right? Because I'm not in connection, like a romantic connection or partnership at this right. time. So now I'm untethered and I can like legit be anywhere. <laughs> and so, All right. you know, just like daydreaming and even getting on the internet and looking up artists, residencies and different places and like Ooh, what if I go on this road trip? Can I take my cat with me? Let me look at Airbnbs and like yeah. things like that. Like, so yeah, like joy is also always accessible to us. You know, we have to be very deliberate about connecting with it though. Um, and like I said, shift our ideas around um how accessible joy is and what it has to look like because I think people be caught up in well it should look like this it's right, like, oh, right, like right how 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 do you feel in your body and your spirit when you right. are in a joyful state like that's what you want to embody like who cares what it looks like and what brings it to you if you're not as long as you're not harming people that's for right. yourself that's right don't do that <laughs> that's right <laughs> but otherwise like have at it yo whatever like release that judgment whatever it is like do that shit <laughs> that's right I love that I love that I know I mean like I said we can sit here and talk about this all day yeah I, I absolutely love that because that's what it, it, it is a journey yes and it, it is and it can be so beautiful you know, when we when we just step out there, like you said, and just have at it. 
Mm -hmm. I've it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, usually I ask my guests, you know, what, what's happening in there now? You just told us, you know, those things that are bringing you joy. It's, it's those little things. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It yeah. could be something as simple as, like you said, just pulling out. Yeah. I have a little thing of bubbles. Every now and then, you know, just kind of just like, you know, let me just blow some bubbles yeah. in here. Like, you get the bubbles like, oh, oh no. I need to give me some bubbles. Especially to have in my studio. Trying to pop them and do all kinds of things. Just like bubbles. Yeah, every now and then, just like, I need to blow I some bubbles. And then, and then your, your, your breath work. You're blowing. Yep. So oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful yep. thing. I was like, okay, I need some bubbles. Okay, my grandbaby is five, but, you know, she had that big old tube of bubbles. Yeah, a dollar. Okay, you go to the dollar store and get you a, a whole thing of bubbles and just make bubbles. And it's like, okay, I just need to blow some bubbles. I need to blow out some things. So there it goes. And whatever was in that bubble, okay, this is the person who's going to blow it and it pop. Now it's gone. So yes, it's I love that. It's little things like that that we do that can bring us joy. And so, like I said, it, it, it's, it's wonderful when we can, you know, like I said, get on that path and find our way to that joy and to that bliss. So, like I said, before we wrap things up, please tell people how they can get in contact with you so that if they're in the North Carolina area or if they want to, uh, you know, take some classes with you virtually, how can they get in contact with you? So my website is tiacaneel.com. That's T-I-Y-A-C-A-N-I-E-L.com. Um, my Instagram is Tia Keneal. Um, Yeah. All right. And yeah. definitely, if you go to my website, subscribe to my newsletter. I'm spending um, less time on social media. Um, I've been more invested in like creating a more intimate community. And so I'm encouraging people to subscribe to my newsletter. Awesome. I don't send out spam. I promise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I um, send out a monthly love letter. Oh, yeah. Um, and I talk about like whatever is going on with me, basically. Awesome. Um, and then I like to send out a second newsletter during the month. That's just like, hey, here's some of the art that I've been creating. Here's what yeah. I've been working on. Yeah. Um, and so I really want to make it a point to share. I don't know. I just been, I've been, I'm being more private with the things that I share, I guess. And that's just where I'm at right now. So yeah um definitely go to my website subscribe to my newsletter awesome. the the box will pop up when you come onto my website mm -hmm. um and that's the, probably the best way to keep in touch and of course from my website you'll be able to like see what I have to offer um if you subscribe to my newsletter I'm keeping you up to date on other offerings that I'm doing um so yeah all right, so you heard that www.tiacaneal.com and that'll cost will be in, it will be in the description when the show airs that that way it can keep up with you. But darling, it has been such a pleasure having you here to talk about joy and bliss. It has given me joy to see your smiling face again. It's been a little while since we had a chance to see each other, so it's really good to to reconnect and to you know talk about this topic and like you said to peel back some of those layers and to help people start to get on that path to joy and to bliss so as I tell all of my guests you are always welcome to come back to the how now podcast I never have someone just come on one time only so 
like always come back and let us know what's going on with you because what's happening now may not be what's happening two hours, two minutes, two days from now. And we want to always make sure that we stay connected. So you are part of the How Now family and I am so happy to have you <laughs> and you know that you're welcome back any time. Do you have any final words for our listeners before you go? Um, well, first, thank you, Kim, for having me. It's been so great to share space with you. Um, for everyone, I would say that I'm going to leave you with my favorite mantra. This is a mantra that I use every single day. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everything always works out in my favor. Everything always works out in my favor. That is my go to mm -hmm. mantra. Everything always works out in my favor. Mm -hmm. Yes, all right. Make sure you write that down. Everything always works in my favor. Okay. All right, my darling. Again, thank you so much for being with me. Thank you so much for sharing this space. And like I said, we'll see each other again soon. <laughs> Sooner rather than later, right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. About cookies and I'm like, I'm a cookie monster. So I was like, I'm gonna have to come by. <laughs> but maybe come by uh, like me again. So yeah, we might might have to go in there. We might have to make some cookies together. And we'll work on that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> all right, and that will do it for this edition of the how now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now and until we see you the next time i say peace peace <laughs>